So you guys have picked a great day to be in God's house. I'm excited. We're going to be drilling down, going even deeper. We're on part five of a sermon series that we started a few weeks back titled, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. Let's say that together. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Praise God. Who's been using that little phrase in their daily life since we kicked this off? Thank you. Praise God. Do you feel like God's using that in you, right? It's just a, a small, still little statement, but it's powerful. Just in that, that one moment of just inviting God's presence, acknowledging God and inviting his presence to come in live in your life launches us into a transformational relationship with God. And that's good news, right? And that's what God's desire is for his children. We're a church that believes in relationship, right? Relationship, not religion. And so as, we've, as we kick this off, we said that's been the whole point of this, this sermon series is for, for God to use it to launch us into a transformational relationship. And guess what, guys? We will never arrive. We're never going to make, God's never going to clean us up to make us into into perfection. That's what Jesus is, right? He, he's the perfect one, but he wants to use the Holy Spirit to clean us up, dust us off, help us. We've said that the Holy Spirit, he's our leader. He's our guide. He's our teacher. He's a helper. He's a comforter. Sound like good things? Amen. He is all those things, and I don't know about you, but I need help. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit is available every single day for help. What do you need help for today? Are you sick and tired of, of being anxious and depressed? Are you sick and tired of, of, of trying to do it in your own strength? Nothing's getting better. Maybe you feel more frustrated. Maybe you feel more sad. Maybe, maybe it gets tougher and tougher. I got good news for you. If you need help, God sent the Holy Spirit as a helper. Amen. We've said that we're not saying the Holy Spirit's more important than God the Father. He's not more important than Jesus. But guess what? He is important. Jesus said in the Gospel of John, he said, it's, it's imperative, it's important for you, he said to the disciples, that I go. He was speaking of the cross, that I go, because if I don't go, he said, then I can't send the Holy Spirit, who is a helper, an advocate. Jesus knew that as he was going to, he, he's left us just temporary, right? Who knows Jesus is coming back? And in this waiting place, as we wait for our king to, to, to come back for his church, he left the Holy Spirit to help us, to comfort us, as we wait with eager expectation for God to do good, amazing things in and through us. Amen. Did you know you can't become all that God has called you to be without the Holy Spirit? You can't, you can't continue to grow. You, you can't continue to read God's word and for it to to, 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 to nourish your soul and for the, the words on those pages to come alive in your life until you've initiated a relationship with the spirit that Jesus sent to help and teach. And God, what's the, what's the God-sized dream for your life today? What's, what's the God-sized dream for your family? Maybe you have a ministry that you're already serving in. What, what's God's plan for that ministry? It can't be fulfilled without the Holy Spirit. Because you know what happens if I don't have the Holy Spirit teaching me and leading me and guiding me? I have a tendency to lead in God myself. And if I'm trying to do a spiritual work in the natural, I miss God's will. How do you tap into the supernatural? You need the Holy Spirit. 
You can't become all God's called you to be without the Holy Spirit. I want to open God's Word together today. If you got your Bible, turn there to John chapter 14. We're just talking about the Gospel of John. I want to give you a few verses. Look at 16 through 18. I believe we gave the same verse to you last week. So look at verse 16. This is, this is uh, Jesus. He says, And I will pray to the Father, and he will give you another... What's that word? Helper. Helper. Highlight that word, underline that word today. That he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him. But you do know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. And I will not leave you as orphans. I will come. He will come to you. The Holy Spirit is a helper. Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit in his stead. How do you think Jesus accomplished all that he accomplished? He's the Son of God, right? He's, he's the Messiah. He's the Savior. He's the King of Kings. He accomplished some amazing things. But he was led by the Spirit of God. That same Spirit that led Jesus to do all those amazing things, he gave them to us. Did you know that? So if God gave us that gift of the Holy Spirit, God's in heaven and Jesus is in heaven right now as we wait for him to come back, the Holy Spirit is here on earth with us, why would we continue to ignore him? The Holy Spirit in total agreement with God the Father, in total agreement with Jesus, and he sent him to us to be an advocate and a helper. We studied that word out last week, helper. We said it means a few things. Helper means to help, obviously. That was one of them. It also means to comfort. And I believe we're going to talk about comfort next week. Somebody say next week. But today has enough troubles of its own, the Bible says. So let's focus on for today. We said that helper also means to intercede. So we're going to focus on the Holy Spirit being a helper as an intercessor today. And I'm excited to dive down even deeper into God's word as we're going to begin to talk about Jesus sending the Holy Spirit as a helper and an intercessor for us today. So look at that first point for today. Look what it says. So the Holy Spirit, he helps us through intercession. Say that word with me. Intercession. The Holy Spirit prays for us with groaning that cannot be expressed in words. He prays the will of God over our lives. The Holy Spirit helps us through intercession. He prays and he stands in the gap for us. Did you know that Jesus right now is seated at the right hand of God, the Bible says, praying and interceding for you and for me that we would choose faith today? As Jesus does that for us right now, seated at the right hand of God, he sent the Holy Spirit to also help us, comfort us, and intercede for us and to begin to move us into a place of faith. The Holy Spirit wants to stand in the gap for you when you don't have any more strength to give. Who's ever been on the verge of just giving up? It's okay. It's okay. That's being human. And, and, and when we get to that place of wanting to give up, 
it's probably because somewhere along the lines we've missed it, right? And, and I'm spinning my gears. I'm spinning my wheels. Maybe I'm following God, but I'm still not, I'm not surrendering fully by faith. And it's okay. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit as an intercessor. Guess who never gets tired? Guess who never gets worn out? Guess who always has hope in abundance? Guess who always has expectation? Come on, somebody. Who is it? It's the Holy Spirit. And when you initiate that relationship on a daily basis, what's up, Holy Spirit? Good morning, Holy Spirit. Where are we going today, Holy Spirit? What are you saying to me today, Holy Spirit? You can't help but get that imparted to you. All those good things. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, hope, expectation, love, joy. And so the, the Holy Spirit, he is an intercessor. And when you are in a place where you've done everything you know, you, you've, you've known to do, you're praying, you're believing, you're inviting the Holy Spirit, maybe you're still in a place where, you know what, you don't even know what to see or believe anymore. Have you ever been to a place where you don't even know what to pray? So confused, maybe so angry, so hurt. You want to use faith, but you don't even know where to begin. You need to begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. When you don't know what to pray, guess who knows what to pray? The Holy Spirit. So I said last week, I cracked a little joke. I said, we were four weeks into this, so we haven't even talked about tongues yet. Well, guess what we're going to talk about today? Tongues. I see some of y'all standing up and, and leaving. I'm just kidding. God is, is very clear what he says about the Holy Spirit and what he says about praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues. The Holy Spirit, he's misrepresented in a lot of ways. Did you know that? And it's not because he's not the spirit of truth. He's misrepresented because you and I don't do our due diligence to study who he is in the word of God. Amen? Look at Romans 8, 26 through 27. I want to show you, show you in God's word. This is Paul writing to, in the book of Romans. Look what he says of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about the, the Holy Spirit being an intercessor as he prays through us and for us. It says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. The Holy Spirit helps pray for us in our weakness. So when I asked you if you've ever been in a place where you didn't even know how to begin to pray, I promise you if you believe in God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit knows what to say for you. But the thing is, if you only pray in your known tongue, in your known language, the enemy can use that against you just to keep you in a place of, you know what, I don't even know where to start, God, so I'm not even going to try. What if you had a tool in your belt that said, you know what, I'm going to pray in the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues, and it's something supernatural that happens. It's outside of your logical thinking. You begin to just open your mouth, and guess what fills it? The Holy Spirit. 
Did you know Pastor Ian prays in the Spirit every single day? Every Sunday I stand in front of my seat as I worship. 99% of that time I am praying in the Spirit. Why am I praying in the Spirit? Because I want God's perfect will to happen for us on Sunday morning. I, I pray in my known tongue the rest of the week. I often pray in an unknown language in my work truck or in my office as I do my quiet time, as I pray, as I study God's word. But I bet as I've shared that, not a single one of you have ever heard me pray in tongues. Why is that? Because I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to God. And what you're going to see today is you need that supernatural tool in your spiritual belt that you can pray and talk to God in his heavenly language. What language do all of us speak? English, I hope, right? If you know some Spanish, good on it. I know a little bit. Piquito, just enough to get by. But we speak English, right? If, if you came to me speaking Swahili or French, I ain't going to know anything you're saying. Guess what language the Holy Spirit speaks? Holy. Come on, somebody. That was supposed to be good. You and I speak English. The Holy Spirit speaks holy. So when I pray in the Spirit of God, you better believe it's going to connect with the Father because he's speaking his language. And I don't have to understand it to know that he's speaking with groanings and ex expressions, that I, he's praying that for, for me and strengthens me for things I don't even know that I need. And he begins to communicate with the Father through his holy language. Look at that next point. So when we, when we pray in our heavenly language, this is spirit-to-spirit -spirit prayer. The spirit that, excuse me, Jesus sent, sent speaking with the spirit that sent the spirit is <laughs> perfect direct line of communication. This type of intercession, intercession releases angelic intervention on behalf of those who believe. So when we tap into praying in the Spirit, it releases intervention on our behalf. I know when I don't know what to pray or before I get ready to preach, sometimes I can get overwhelmed with with all sorts of stuff. And I, I want to be on point. Uh, I want to be on point for you guys, those that come together to have church. I want to be on point so that you hear a word from God. And so when I pray in the Spirit, my desire is, God, I need you to, to, to intervene. He's, he's interceding, standing in the gap for me so that I can experience a spiritual release. If you feel bottled up, if you feel like when you pray, that your, your, your prayers don't even get out of the room. You feel like you got this lid over your life. You, you feel like you pray and nothing changes. And you're praying 
uh, and, and, and your known language and, and you feel bottled up. You feel like God can't hear you. I, I, I hope I can invite you today as you start your relationship today with God, begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit groan through you. I promise you there'll be a spiritual release. And you will feel an angelic intervention on behalf of your life. And you'll begin to feel like God can hear you. And I don't even have to understand what I'm saying. And I'm not praying so that other people can hear what I'm saying. I'm not praying for my neighbor or for for my spouse or my kids. I'm praying because I need strength. And I need him, and I need his help, and I need his leadership, and I need his, his guidance. And if you can have the faith to do that, you will feel that intercession being released as an intervention on behalf of your faith. Look at that next point. So the Holy Spirit prays through us with, there it is, unknown tongues. Now there's a lot of controversy around this topic, and I'm going to use the Bible to hopefully clear that up for us today. This prayer language creates a direct connection with the Father. Somebody say, Father. It releases the hidden things. Think of that. Hidden things. I got mysteries and quotations there of God, and it personally strengthens the believer. There's three reasons why I hope I can talk you in today. If you are not already praying in the Spirit every day, that I hope I can encourage you and invite you to begin doing that today. Because there's three things that happen, we're going to see in Scripture, that, that, that happens when we pray in the Spirit. The first thing is tongues create a direct connection. A direct connection between you and the Father. I said the Holy Spirit, His language is holy. He speaks the Father's language. And so when I pray in the Spirit by faith, There's a direct connection of life happening. A conversation as the Spirit groans and prays for things that I don't even know I need to happen in my life. He's praying them in God's perfect and pleasing will for us. It creates direct connection. The second thing it it does is praying in the Spirit releases, releases hidden things. You know what I know about us as people? Even though we, we give our all to God and we, I hope and pray that you're, you're, you're living by faith and you're charging the gates of hell by faith and you're, doing, you're raising your family by faith. Even in our good intentions, we still have things that we do not see. We have hidden things that the enemy is using against us, that we're using against ourselves. We've all bought a little lie. And so there are hidden things that you and I can't see on our best day. Guess who can see them? The Holy Spirit, because he's the creator. And so not only does the Holy Spirit help us and comfort us and intercede for us, he wants to protect us. I want to protect my family, my kids. I want to protect our church. I want to protect my spouse. So when I pray in the Spirit, I'm praying for for, for the Father to release the hidden things of protection, to set up my rear guard, my foreguard, to release blessings, financial, spiritual, to release wisdom. You need hidden things released over your life, hidden good things, so that 
those hidden good things can protect you from the hidden bad things. The third thing that happens is tongues personally strengthen us. When you pray in the Spirit, I promise you, you'll come out of your prayer closet feeling like Batman. Batman, he's got, he's got guns, right? Big 22s, bigger than mine. He's got the six-pack, right? He's got the quads. He's got the, the shoulder muscles, the calf muscles, the neck muscles. What would happen if we had the spiritual muscles? To have expectation when I shouldn't have any expectation. When I've been beat up, I've been going 12 rounds with this thing. I've, I read my word, I, I try and pray, and I'm going to church, and I'm going to small group, and I, I'm getting my butt whooped. I don't have any strength. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, He immediately strengthens us. And you can have spiritual stamina and, and spiritual power and authority. We talked about the power and authority that the Holy Spirit grants us also as we've kicked this message off last few weeks. So now I want to give you a few verses. I want you to turn over to 1 Corinthians. If you've got your Bibles. I want to be in chapter 14. Start in verse 2. And Miss Brittany, I'm going to read these all together just so you know. We're kind of going to bounce around for, for a little bit. but So look at verse 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. It says, For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, praying in the Spirit, Paul's saying, you will be talking to who? Only to God. Only to God, he says. Since people won't be able to understand you, you will be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will be all mysterious. When you pray in the Spirit, you're talking only to God. It's a direct connection directly to Him, and you'll be praying hidden things. But by faith, believing and trusting that it's in God's hands. Skip to verse 4. A person who speaks in tongues is what? Strengthened. Highlight that word. There's that word of truth for you in God's word so that you're not just hearing my opinion or Pastor Keith's opinion or Liberty Church's opinion. Paul says a peer who speaks in tongues, prays in tongues, is strengthened personally. Personally strengthened. But one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. I want to stop there for a moment. So the big controversy is when somebody uh, prays in tongues, especially in an assembly of people, Paul says that if somebody prays an utterance for others to hear in an assembly of people, there should be an interpreter that can interpret what that person is praying and saying to God. The gift of praying in tongues is a gift of the Holy Spirit, and there is a separate gift of interpretation. There are people that, that God has, has blessed and gifted with the interpretation of the spirit of tongues. And I have seen this witness this. In Liberty Church, in my time at uh, Teen Challenge, in my time at the Sunshine House, where in a group setting, somebody would pray in the Spirit, and somebody was able, by, a, by the gifting of the Holy Spirit, to be able to understand and interpret what they're saying, to edify the body of those believers that are all in the same place at the same time. And whenever that's happened, that, that very rarely happens 
But when it does, the Holy Spirit speaks an on-point word that everybody in that place needs to hear. Has anybody ever experienced that? Powerful. Powerful, right? That's because the Holy Spirit don't miss. He's holy, and he uses imperfect people like us who are tapping into to fellowship with him by faith, and he delivers a message. Amen? Skip down. We're staying in chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians. Skip down to verse 14 and 15. For if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying, but I don't understand what I'm saying. And I love this. Look what he says. Well, then, what shall I do? He says, I'll pray in the spirit, and I'll also pray in words that I understand. I will sing in the spirit, and I'll also sing in words that I understand. A healthy life of faith takes balance. Paul sees this. Paul understands that understands this, and he's teaching that to us today. Praying in, in, in the Spirit is one of the most important tools you can have in your Christian life, but it can't be the only tool. If you pray in the Spirit, I hope that's not the only way you pray. If you pray in the Spirit, praise God. You understand the power in it, but I hope and pray that you also pray in your own language, every day, that you cover your family, that you, that you are praying for others, that you're praying for, for, for and asking for God to do things. Paul says that praying in, in the Spirit is, is, is mysterious and it's powerful, but I also pray in my known language. We need to pray in our unknown language, and we need to also pray in our known language. Balance, balance. Somebody say balance. Balance. Tell your neighbor you forgot one. Balance is key. Balance is key. Go to that next point. So the Holy Spirit enables us to enter into the heavenly courts where we can stand before God, receive mercy, find grace, and break strongholds. The Holy Spirit always empowers us and leads us to stand before God. When you don't have the strength, when you feel like you've missed it, when you feel like you've made God mad or you're making other people mad, we begin to walk not by faith, but walk by the natural sight that we have. And the Holy Spirit will always tell you. It may be a whisper. It may, may be a, a loud, booming voice. But he'll always tell you that God loves you. And because God loves you, you can boldly enter into his mercy. Boldly enter into his grace. Boldly enter into his throne room and ask him for the things that you need. If you need help, I hope you are praying. Because if you understand that the Holy Spirit is your helper, that God the Father is your helper, that Jesus wants to help you, why would you do it any other way? If you can experience immediate relief. Now, when I say immediate relief, that doesn't mean immediate answered prayer. You may be praying for God to answer a miracle. You're maybe you need healing over your body or you need a financial breakthrough in your finances. You're praying 
for the thing. And I've seen God answer prayers immediately at times. But I'm not saying he can answer that prayer in immediate fashion every time, but I am saying he can, he can provide you with immediate relief where in your spirit you can know that this thing I'm trusting to you by faith. I'm putting this in your hands. And when you do that, you, you take the load off, you take the burden off that, that you've put on there that God doesn't design for you to be walking with. We load it up, don't we? We load up the guilt. We load up the shame. We load up the things we want God to do for us. Before we know it, we can barely walk around, right? When you enter into, boldly enter into God's throne room by faith, asking for help, asking for comfort, asking for signs, miracles, and wonders, you can stand before God in confidence and boldness and trust Him with all those things, knowing that God has seen you, that God hears you, and that God has you, that he has your back. Look at Hebrews 4. Turn over to Hebrews 4, verses 14 through 16. The whole theme, here's a little nugget, in, in, in the book of Hebrews, the whole theme is Jesus being the, a, a, a better high priest. He, he, he's better than the old covenant. He, the old covenant is important, but, but Jesus, he, he, he's better. He's, he's a better high priest. So look at verse 14, what it says. It says, so then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weakness, weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings we did, yet he did not sin. Can you trust that he's strong enough? When you're not strong enough, he has overcome all the things you and I face and not failed. And he did that because he loves you. And so his strength becomes our strength when we, when we feel weak, if we by faith go to him, go to his strength, we can experience his strength. Does that make sense? Verse 16, so let us come boldly, there's that word boldly, to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to what? What was it say? Help, there's that word. If you need help, highlight that word. Underline that word. We can boldly come into his throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace and help when we need it the most. Those who need help pray. They don't just pray in their known language. They pray in their heavenly language. If you need help, are you praying in your known language? And are you praying in his heavenly language? If you are doing both of those, you're receiving supernatural help every single day. It's as simple as saying, here I am. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Paul, Paul, you've ever seen that movie? The good, bad, the ugly. We all got it. You got some good things. You got some bad things. And you got some ugly things. You can boldly come into God's throne room with the prayer of, here I am, God. The good, the bad, the ugly. You can have it all. 
You can have it all. I'm available. Use me. Help me. Comfort me. Lead me. Teach me. Here I am. Stop putting on a mask in your relationship with the Father. He knows all your imperfections. He knows your sin. He knows that thing that you're still dealing with, that you're, you're pretending that you're not dealing with or pretending that you're not fighting. So when you come, you can come boldly into his throne room if you're honest. Who loves the Psalms? I love the Psalms. King David wrote most of all the Psalms. You know what I love about David? Well, the Bible describes him as the only man after God's own heart. But why is he described as that? Because he was honest. He, he was in an adulterous relationship and killed the husband of the woman he was in an adulterous relationship. But the Bible describes him as a man after God's own heart. He killed somebody. He cheated on his wife. God favored him because David didn't hide from him. He always brought it into the light. The good, the bad, and the ugly. I believe his prayer was, here I am. No, no, matter, what I, no matter what shape I'm in today, God, I may look like I'm in good shape on Sunday morning in my Sunday best, but what kind of shape are you in come Thursday afternoon? Does God love you more on Sunday morning in your Sunday best than he does on your Thursday afternoon when literal all hell is breaking loose in your life? His love never wavers. So why do we play this game? Why do we play this game? It's, it's all deception. We deceive ourselves. The enemy deceives us. All designed to keep you separated from God from entering in to that fruitful, the most fruitful relationship you can have in this life, which is relationship, fellowship, and mercy and grace with your personal Lord and Savior. And that's what the Holy Spirit will teach us and lead us and guide us in always. He will lead us to that place where we can boldly come and say, here I am. On my good days, God, on my bad days, God, here I am. You can have it all, all parts of me, God. Look at the last point for today. We pray to the Father through Jesus, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Prayer is one of the most transformational elements of our Christian life. The Holy Spirit sets us free from religious ritual and launches us into life-giving communion with God. You know what the most, one of the most important things is in any relationship in this life? Communication. Say that with me. Communication. If your relationship's hit a rock and a hard place, if your relationship's not thriving, if there's something going on in a relationship, nine times out of ten, it's because of communication. Our prayer life with God is our conversation, our communication with Him. We said we want relationship not religion. We want fellowship, not ritual. So if I want my relationship with God to thrive, what do I need to get good at? Prayer, because prayer is my communication. 
You know, and prayer is, this may be profound for some of you, prayer is not just one way. In prayer, you hear from God too. Did you know that? And if you haven't heard from God, then zip it for a minute. I understand we got a lot we got to put on his plate. He's God. He can handle it. But you know what I also do? I sit. Be still, it says, to sit and, and wait on him. And he begins to just immediately download hidden things, mysterious things. I, I thought I needed to pray for my, for my wife and kids that day. And as, as I, I go through that and I, I sit, all of a sudden now the Holy Spirit showing me somebody in the church, a face or a name. And the Holy Spirit saying, I want you to pray for them. So the Holy Spirit's an intercessor. He stands in the gap for you. Guess what he also wants to do? He wants to use you to stand in the gap for the body, for others. Not just for you and your family, he does that, but also other people that God wants you to pray and stand in the gap for. Praying to God is simply talking to God. I speak. He listens, just like any other relationship. They speak, I listen. The more we talk, the more our relationship grows, the more our relationship matures. Talking with God, when we do that, it brings transformation. Spiritual transformation. That last point we gave you, it says, prayer is one of the most transformational elements of our Christian life. We need to read God's word. Yes, it helps transform us. You need to be in a relationship with others in faith. Yes, that helps transform us. You need to be setting under a pastor at a life-giving church because, yes, God uses it to transform us. But you need to be praying in your known tongue and in your own and unknown tongue because God uses it to bring transformation. Last scripture I want to give you is Luke 9, 20, 28 through 29. This is the account of Jesus' transfiguration. He brings the disciples up on the mountaintop. Elijah and Moses appear. Look at verse 28. It says, About eight days later, Jesus took Peter and John and James up to a mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face was transformed. And his clothes, even, it says, became dazzling white. Now, I know we're talking about Jesus. But I know personally in my life, when I really sit and meet with God through prayer, transformation happens. When's the last time you sat and met with God so deep in prayer that your countenance changed? He transformed your frown and he turned upside down. I know that's corny. You had a bad attitude, but you met with prayer. And he transformed that attitude. He can transform your countenance. He can transform your attitude. He can transform your faith. But you have to be the one that enters into prayer. If you read on past those few verses, you'll see that Peter and the rest of the disciples, as Jesus was praying, what were they doing? They were sleeping. They did the same thing to him in the Garden of Gethsemane. So are you sleepwalking 
through life, deceived and you don't even know it. You need help. You need comfort. You need breakthrough. You need transformation. You're miserable. And you're, you're supposed to be praying like Jesus. But you're like the disciples. You're asleep. If you can hear what the Holy Spirit's saying, He wants you to enter into prayer. And I don't mean to step on any more toes here as we close. But you know what the Bible says about praying? Never cease praying. The Bible says in the book of Timothy. Never cease praying. The Bible says the Holy Spirit never leaves us or forsakes us, right? There's no excuse. He's always there. You just got to initiate the relationship. Holy Spirit, what are we doing? Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, teach me. And he shows up. Amen? As we close, y'all join me in prayer. Well, Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for today, and I thank you for this word. Pray, Holy Spirit, I didn't muddy it up too much. Pray something I said today sticks to us. That I hit the nail where you wanted me to hit today, Jesus. <clears throat> if you're here today and you're in our sanctuary or join us online and you're in this relationship that we're talking about, you're, you're in a relationship with, with Jesus Christ. You've been born again, believer. You by faith prayed and you told God, you know what, I'm not God, but I need you, God. If you've done that, I want to say thank you, but I also want to ask you right now, if you're in that relationship, to pray for the lost right now. Pray for the lost world. Pray for those that are not living by His Spirit, but that are living by their own carnal spirit. As we're praying for our lost world, I want to ask you, if you're here in our sanctuary, you're watching us online, and on the other side of that coin, You're just doing life your own way. You have sin in your life. You have areas in your life that you're hiding from God. You're not in relationship with Him. You're just, you're just going through the motions. First, I want to tell you, God loves you. He's not judging you. But He wants that to change today. He wants you. He wants all of you. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And if you want to feel better today, you can. You can have immediate relief on the inside of you. And so if God is speaking to you personally right now in, in your heart, in your mind, He's dealing with you, you can feel it, that's real. That's the real tangible love of God, the love of a Father. And so if He's doing that in, in you right now, either here, if you're here in the sanctuary or watching us online, I want to ask you to do something with that. If the King of Kings is talking directly to you, he wants you to, to enter in a relationship with Him. You're born again today. I want to ask you right now, if you want, to, you want to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I want you to do something for me. I want you either to stand up right now. No one's looking at you, I promise. Just stand up right now by faith or lift your hand up real high. One of the two. You can lift your hand up or stand up. Praise God, there's hands going up. Keep them up. No one's looking at you, I promise. I just want you to know God sees you. If you're making this prayer, watching this online, put something in the chat to let us know you're praying this. Thank you for those hands of, that hand of faith. and I just want you to know God sees you. He knows you. He created you. He formed you. He fashioned you. And today, after today, it's going to be different. It's going to be better. 
this is going to be a moment in time that says, you know what? I'm going to begin to live by faith. He's going to set you free in Jesus' name. Thank you for that. You may lower those hands. I want to lead us all in a prayer as the kingdom of God is growing by, by souls today in Jesus' name. Awesome. This is why we do what we do. Heavenly Father, y'all repeat after me. Heavenly Father, God, we love you. We accept your son. We believe that Jesus is the son of God, savior of the world, and leader of my life. I now confess that he is Lord of my life. Forgive me of my past. Forgive me of my sins. And restore my future. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Man, that's so awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming to church today. Who's glad you came today? A couple of you, I hope. Man, we're glad you came too, okay? We love you very much. Y'all are officially dismissed. Y'all have a good, safe holiday weekend. Hope you get some time off tomorrow.